Welcome to the Common Sense Connections app audio education series. We encourage you to listen carefully to the success and leadership principles discussed in this audio. They have enabled countless independent business owners just like you to build a successful business and have a full and balanced life. Good morning, everybody. I told her she can't do that to me. She makes me cry before I even start. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you a story. Anyway, welcome. Welcome to each one of you. Uh, here I am, showing my age here. Can't read my notes. Um, I, I thought, anyway, you can't wait to hear what Joe's going to tell us about, introduce some new stuff today. So don't, don't miss anything. It's, it's going to be incredible. So I'm going to tell you a story. And I'm going to read it. I apologize, but um, I'm not a masterful storyteller yet. If you put yet at the end of anything that's a little bit negative, it fixes it right up. Because, <laughs> because that means you're still on the journey. You haven't given up on achieving that. A few years ago, a woman was waiting at an airport for her long flight. This is not my story originally, but it's, it's a great one. Since, and I'm relating to this because I'm Next Saturday, a week from today, I am leaving to go to Zambia, Africa. Um, I'll tell you more about that later. But she says, since her flight was delayed, she had several hours on her hands. So she went to the airport shops and bought a book and a bag of cookies. She took a seat next to a man and started to read the book she had, brought, she had bought. While she was engrossed in her book, she happened to see the man sitting next to her boldly grab a cookie from the cookie bag and begin to eat it. The woman was shocked at this brazen act, but, but she chose to ignore it and the incident to avoid a scene. However, to ward off any additional misbehavior, she grabbed one of the cookies from the bag and began munching on it as she went back to her book. Much to her horror, she noticed that the man took some more cookies from the bag and started munching them. In response, she grabbed another cookie and dramatically put it in her mouth. The man then took another cookie and put it in his mouth. She responded in kind, as he did. Every time she took a cookie from the bag, he took one. When the last cookie was left, the man nervously took that cookie and broke it in half and gave her half <laughs> and smiled. Irritated and definitely not smiling, she snatched the other half of the cookie for, from him and popped it into her mouth and thought, this guy has some nerve that even after eating half bag of my cookies, he didn't even say thank you. She had been so galled by the man that she was relieved when her flight was called. She gathered her belongings and headed to the gate, refusing to look back at the thieving ingrate. She boarded the plane and sat in her seat to read her book. She reached her hand into her bag and was surprised to find her full bag of cookies. <laughs> Suddenly, her countenance changed from anger to wonder to embarrassment. If my, cookies are, if my cookies are here, she realized, the other bag from which she had been eating must have belonged to the man. He was not stealing her cookies. He was sharing his. She was filled with a feeling of guilt and regret her, for her mistaken judgment. She felt even more chagrin because it was now too late to apologize.
Can you relate to this story? Have we ever misjudged anyone or any situation? How about in your own uh, family relationships? Are we pretty quick to jump to the wrong conclusions? Um, anyway, uh, I related to the story because I'm going to be on a flight. It takes uh, actually three days to get to where I'm going in Africa. It's very, very remote. It's uh, very, I say third world plus, I don't know. <laughs> um, it's very, very primitive. I went once four years ago, and um, that was my initial trip, but I have truly thought about um, the people of Africa for many, many years and um, wanted to do something to help. And when I found an organization that truly um, helped with every dime, every penny I sent, I was wholehearted. I, um, I met the, the leader, the founder of the organization, and I won't go into a whole lot. That's not all what this is about. But um, I, because of this business that we have been involved in for almost 40 years now, I have learned a lot more about entrepreneurship and the value of that. We had a program that taught, that helped pay for kids to go to high school because the high school isn't free. They get one through eight if they're lucky enough to live in a place that actually has a school. But um, from then on, it's totally, um, you have to pay for school. And uh, so we, we helped kids finish high school. I call them kids, but by the time they get to that level, they're practically adults. It is very difficult in this country. But so the high school, we support them in high school, and then a two-year college to become a teacher, and then we support, uh, you can support a teacher out in the bush to actually help kids um, learn English. They have their own tribal uh, language, but if they don't learn English, they can't learn to read, and they can't really progress much. Um, but after many years, this organization's probably been around about 22, 23 years, um, the, the country has 80 to 90 percent unemployment, and so there isn't any economy to speak of, there isn't any infrastructure, and so there's not enough money available to pay a teacher, and so that was the part of her full circle help was you can support a teacher out in the bush, but we can't support every teacher in the bush, and so I said we've got to do something different. We've got to find some entrepreneurs. They've got to learn something besides how to be a teacher. They've got to learn a way to build the economy. And so uh, we started supporting a trade school there, a nursing school, and some different things. But this time, I have found a very basic entrepreneur um, course that I'm taking a bunch of, I printed out some manuals, and I'm, I'm taking those in my carry-on. You should see my carry-on weighs 43 pounds. And, uh, and my backpack has three uh, used computers that I've, rounded up with stuff loaded on them, and I'm, they're in my backpack. So I am hoping that I can walk onto the plane and 
push the things that I brought. We're traveling with, um, we've started an orphanage and, um, and so we've got two 50 pound bags that I, that I didn't load that I'm taking with us because it's a land, um, it's encompassed by land so it has no seaport. And because of that, it's almost impossible to ship anything there and get it there. You have to take it with you. So uh, there's six of us going, and we're each taking two 50-pound bags. But I can't put any of my stuff in them because they're already loaded for things for the orphanage and for the other things that we're doing. And, um, and so I've got one little corner for one extra change of clothes and for, three week, for two and a half weeks. But it'll be interesting. Um, I'm taking some laundry soap. Um, anyway, I, am, I found this course, and, and so I really feel like I've got uh, some information to take and start and train just a little nucleus of people that hopefully will create a ripple in a pond that will help. And because of WhatsApp and different things, I hope I can support them well enough to make that happen. So one of my big... Um, Oh, well, thank you. Um, I've, I've always loved to travel. John hates to travel. And um, so I've done my own traveling with friends and stuff. And, and I've had a goal to see the seven wonders of the world. And I got five of them. There's two places. I'm always jealous when Gary Libby talks about the Taj Mahal, because I haven't been there yet. And um, I haven't been to Machu Picchu, which is one of the other things. But um, but travel's been a thing for me. And when you think about your dreams, I start thinking about how um, we have different dreams. John and I have a lot of very different dreams from each other, but we have some things in common. And I think that's just the way life is. You can't be exactly, <laughs> have everything go exactly together. You've got to come together and make that better and do your thing. And I used to think John didn't know how to build a business because he didn't build it the way our upline did it exactly. And I've, I've come to realize that we each are unique. We each have our own talents and our own, um, the way we do things. And there isn't just one way to do anything. Um, anyway. Um, so family is one thing that we have obviously had in common and had definitely uh, like goals and dreams for. And I'm so excited as our life has unfolded, uh, unfolded to um, see our family grow and, and the, the blessing that that is in my life. And I can remember a, a line we've learned, money isn't everything, but it keeps the kids in touch. And, uh, and I can attest to that. Um, friends, you know, it's so exciting uh, as we've started to build this business and a few of our old and dear friends have come from other, you know, from other, from history, from past life. And um, I just remember how much fun and how much they added to my life and it's so exciting to have them come back and to build new relationships with all of you. I can tell you this is absolutely the best of all worlds and I, I hope that you um, realize that and I hope you stay around and, and build those friendships because 
it will make everything in your life worth more. Um, we aren't even close to the same people that we used to be 40 years ago when we got into this business. Uh, John and I were at odds on several things at that point, and uh, we still are on a few things, but, um, but I've learned the mental nagging. You know, you don't confront the thing head on, you skirt around it, and I learned that from him. So he's the master at that, and I finally learned you don't want to tell them what you oppose each other in, because that starts, you know, then they start resisting it. If you go around and come in the back door, that's the way to do it. Um, uh, I, I listen to his audios, and um, I am amazed at how much wisdom he has. And sometimes it's pretty well camouflaged. You have to, <laughs> you have to, have to know what he's talking about and listen several times. But it is amazing. Um, you know, each of us have our own dream and our own passion, and I hope you have one. Nothing to me is sadder than to talk to young people who have no desires and no dreams in their life. It's back to you can't steer a parked car. If they don't, don't want anything, don't have any um, passion in their life, they're pretty hard to motivate to get to do anything. Um, so uh, Tyler, if you listen to Tyler Libby, his is freedom. And uh, Jay, Jay loves free enterprise and is always talking about that. Joe is just, what a master of everything. He can, he can, he can uh, rub his tummy and pat his head and chew gum all at the same time. <laughs> John, John is truly a master at building leaders. And uh, it took me a while to figure out that's what he was doing, why he wasn't building the business. That is how he builds the business. Richard is just, he's making sure everybody is feeling good. It doesn't matter how you come and say hi to him. He's going to make you feel better. And, and you just have to have your own passion. Um, I'm going to have Joe put a, a thing on the screen. This, um, maybe... Uh, this is a, a picture of uh, my siblings, my sisters. I have, there's four sisters, and I had two brothers. So there's six of us girls and my mom. This is my mom here in the middle. But this, I think, was 1998. And um, we were having a, a sisters and mom weekend, and we were up in Idaho somewhere. We uh, went down on this uh, raft trip down the Snake River, and uh, so the guy at the back—he's our guide. But this is all. Of, this is me right here, and um, we went down this river. My mom is older than I am now at this time, and um, she's almost 80 at this point. But she was willing. She wanted to sit in the middle where she couldn't fall out so easy. <laughs> But, and two of my sisters did fall out, but the rest of us didn't. But um, this is a, just one verse of a, of a song by Garth Brooks, and um, it, too, it, it just says it all. Too many times we stand aside and let the waters slip away till what we put off till tomorrow now has become today.
So don't you sit upon the shoreline and say you're satisfied. Choose to chance the rapids and dare to, to dance the tide. And I hope you'll all dare to move forward in your life and get a dream and just fan it, stoke it with every coal and piece of wood that you can and get it to be a huge bonfire because that, as Tyler says, is how we light the way for other people and help other people light themselves on fire and move things forward. I am so grateful to be here and to be a part of this great organization. We're so excited about Richard and Joe and for what they've done. And um, I love each one of you and hope for the best for every single one of you in your lives. This audio series was created to help you with personal development, professional development, and gaining the skills to build a sustainable business. While certainly no one can guarantee success, it is our hope that the principles and ideas discussed here will enable you to experience the thrill of accomplishment and offer your life greater significance and enjoyment. This is a copyrighted program. The purchase of the program is optional, and any unauthorized reproduction or broadcast of this digital media without express written consent is strictly prohibited. All rights are reserved.